It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Today's episode is going to be fun, a little different. We got the whole crew whole up in here. Um, so we, we're going to answer some listener questions, but we also have uh, some updates and some recaps <laughs> from the events of this past weekend. We got, I got, we've got Mara, Tavi, and Thomas here, so a lot of the Vertex clinicians with us along with me and Brandon. But Mara, we had a, we had an eventful weekend, <laughs> if you want yeah, to uh, elaborate on that. We're still alive. We're, still we're, we're walking. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all us, Josh, <laughs> Well, I was waiting to hear about it. We got to talk about this. You know what? You know what? All I want first of all, I need to address a couple things here. Okay, Um, number one, calling me the diva when it comes to gear and things like that is a bunch of BS. All right, number one. Uh, I did. uh, Who Who has the Lululemon hat? And the Lululemon socks. They still have. Well, I have a Lululemon hat. They have a Lululemon hat. I got a running hat to run with. Dude, I was running in like a regular hat, and it wasn't going well. So I got a, I got a running hat. You know, wait, it, it's clearly a whole new outfit to run in for it. I, uh, I ran. In, you know what I ran in? I needed. I got told don't run in cotton, like a cotton t-shirt, and I don't really have a bunch of like running stuff. So I wore a 2013 Under Armour Steve Spurrier football camp shirt from I when I worked that. in the training and conditioning yeah. because it's the only non-cotton shirt I had. Yeah. Okay. Oh, go Cox, baby. Uh, but that was, uh, yeah, sorry, Tavi. So I, to, to, we, we decided to let Tavi join the club anyway, even, uh, even though she's got the Clemson job. Um, <laughs> go Tigers. <laughs> um, it's actually, I think it's, we'll get into that later. That's one of our listener questions here. But so running times, all right, we got to talk about that. So uh, we, we had a goal. We, we threw it out the universe, Boston. It was a bust. It was a uh, ish, oh, you, ish. You did, you did really well, was, all things considered. Seriously. Yeah. So a bunch of the listeners in about, so you finished in what? 351. 351. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Not what, not the goal I wanted. Goal, goal was 330. Okay. Um, I'm not blaming it on humidity. My hip kind of started hurting. Um, well, it did start hurting on mile nine, so the rest of the way was really miserable. Um, the only reason I didn't stop is because I knew <laughs> I knew Josh wouldn't let me hear the end of it. Um, so we made it through, but I will be running another one soon. So if y'all, if anyone has any good marathon suggestions, um, let us know. Well, let me know. You know, like places to mm-hmm. go, like what you're looking at. Yeah, there are some cool ones. Myrtle Beach. Here, yeah, I'm Myrtle Beach. Right. I know, but it's, I don't think I'll be ready. You want to take much. a little more time training. Yeah, yeah there's uh-huh. some cool ones out there. All right, Josh, how'd you do? Uh, I finished. You finished. I didn't they get give, pulled they off. Give you, the, they give you a participation trophy? I got that? a participation medal. And, right. and you know what? It's hanging on the Vertex Christmas tree. <laughs> I'm, proud I'm proud of that one, bro. Um, no, so it was... 
is for those who don't remember or haven't listened to it, we had a, it was an abbreviated training cycle uh, in which we tried to ramp up pretty quick, and then there happened to be a calf injury, which limited things. So my longest run going into it was 11, and my my coach, shout out to our coach, we have uh, Jessa Wigington is uh, a member of our gym here, but also a pretty high-level runner herself and, and a running coach, and so she was trying to sign our training program, and I did not make it easy on her by hurting myself. Um, and so the longest run I got up to was 11, and this whole time, her and everybody else was like, you know, you probably should do the half, but uh, mm. ego wouldn't let me, so went into the full anyway, <laughs> and it was definitely a tale of two halves. First first half marathon, you know, I actually went under two hours with it. I was moving pretty good. We were, we were doing all right. That lasted till about mile 15, <laughs> and, and, and then uh, from 15 to 17, I, I had to move, like, I ran half a mile, walked a minute, ran half a mile, walked a minute to, like, 17, and then it it got bad. Um, I ended up walking uh, a total of seven of the last 13 miles on the back half, um, and I had medical constantly asking me if I needed to pull out like the same, like the same two, they know the same, the same two medical people on bikes were riding up and down the course, and I had them ask like probably three or four times, like, "You still okay?" And, and oh, it was so. It took me almost three hours to finish the second half. So I went under two, and then barely under three for the second one. I ended like four fifty something. Meanwhile, the crew was waiting and waiting. And yeah. waiting. So you literally could have, you could have showered, I, eaten, and drank a couple beers before Josh. One hundred percent. She could have. She yeah. could have. Uh, but the only reason I'm saying. The only reason I didn't pull out is because I knew all this shit I was going to get from her. And Adam, Adam crushed the half. He ran it like one hour, an hour and a half, hour thirty-one. Uh, that guy's a freak, and he's hitting like PRs in the gym that we go to. He didn't really yeah. train for it. I yeah. feel like, um, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's he's some freaks out there. Man. But he, he even said the same thing the night before. If you don't finish this, and so the, the when I decided I was doing the full, it was I have to finish. So we walked, and it was it was so painful, cramp wise, like and feet wise, that my steps were really short, and so like my pace at one point walking was like a. 20 minute mile because I was barely moving um, and then I ran the last half mile on the way in just so that way like pictures at the finish line <laughs> <laughs> just so I was like I, was like, I can't walk I actually saw some pictures that came out I am walking so I'm just like oh I'm miserable <laughs> And there's so many pictures that just oh, completely dead so like oh it's yeah. so bad man so we finished so what'd y'all learn Never doing that again. Wait, 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 wait. No, that's what, what, what would you have done different? I, I think the, the my total mileage at the end was too much for me. Yeah. I don't think I was recovering well. Um, like I didn't have the time to recover as well as I needed to, too. Um, so I think I would have shortened my total mileage, even maybe my long ones too, to a little less. So that's what we talked about that on our episode is a lot of these programs are topping out at 16. Like the, the 20s yeah. are kind of starting to fall by the wayside. Do you think next one you'll probably do a 16? Yeah, maybe 16, 17, but even just total mileage too. I think it was just too much. Yeah. 16 will get you 26.2. Well, apparently 11 will get you there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, Josh uh, didn't respect the distance. I did that, not respect that well, I, it's not that did, I, You're right. I, I guess I did not respect <laughs> the distance. But in hindsight, the training volume I ended up getting in due to this little calf thing, which is so funny because at the end, the calf is the only thing that didn't bother me during or after. <laughs> it's like my calves have felt great, yeah. but every other part of my body has been painful. I mean, yeah. my shoulders were sore from swinging my arms that much. Um, but yeah, we haven't worked so, out since. Yeah. So. I, well, I did a little bit last okay. night. This is, way, this is Thursday. I did a little I bit did. with you. Because we got to start looking ahead because there's well, an Ironman coming up in your future. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, that is for you threw that in the universe. Out <laughs> the, and we had talked about it. One of the first things Josh told me when he finished. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> No way. I'm doing exactly. another marathon or 
doing an Iron yeah. Man. Still, All right, there's a lesson for the terrible. kids, right? When you're so, when, when you're uh, when adversity comes knocking at the door, <laughs> still in the towel. Just throw in the towel. Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, hold on. When adversity came, I finished because I cannot stand. I can't work with these people every day. So the no, you know, in hindsight, like the amount of volume put in, I should have only done the half. And if I was ever to do a full, like I have to give it more than the plan was only going to be about a twelve week prep anyway mm-hmm. and I lost three full weeks yeah. of that and had to reset mileage with it I had gotten up to um, like 10 ish and when I first heard it and then tried to come back too quickly um, yeah. and tweaked it a second time and thankfully Mara and Amy and everybody kind of needled it and took care of me a little bit and then uh, it didn't give me enough time to build back up so in hindsight give it more time and respect yeah. the the jump the training jump was big <laughs> the longest run I'd ever done was a 10k in Thanksgiving day of 2011 so that was my last run uh, competitive run <laughs> ten, years <laughs> ago. Ten, years ago. 10 years ago yeah. and uh, so I should have given it more than three months that's for sure well, congrats, man. You're a marathoner, technically. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, what was your time this past weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the record, for Brand, the record, I've got, I've, got, I've got a sub-four marathon. Yeah, right. on oh. the books, for sure. Yes. How long did yes. you train for? You gave it six months. I gave it six months. Six I did it right. right. So, yeah, because I respected the distance. Yeah, so yeah. I got it. Yeah. All, right, yeah. all right, I think if you do all the right. math there, we're basically the same. Fair enough. All right, <laughs> all right so, all right, listener questions. So, we yeah. put out a poll or a question thing, whatever you call it, on the on the Instagram, on the interwebs, like a month ago, and we had... Had six really good responses, but before we dive into these, we got to introduce our guest. So, I know Dr. Chun making her return, right? Yes, you were here um, plugging your study last time we had you in the studio, right? Was, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Tavi is our newest employee here at yeah, Vertex, so we're super excited. Um, excited to be here. Yeah, 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 just past board. Shout yeah. out to Tavi. Let's go. It's been a hard year, yeah. <laughs> Dr. DeHaven, aka Beast Patrol Tom. Beast Hello, Patrol, yeah, 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 yeah,
you know, as uh, we got to, I think we, we can all agree that yeah, we, 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 when people come in, we're not going to change the bony anatomy. For sure. A lot of people do well with that. Not everybody does. There are some times where that does become orthopedic and depending on what their goals are, they're going to have to get it, get it operated on. But yeah. um, I honestly, like I've had some people come where I thought it was going to be a disaster, but those are the best ones. So I think it's really hard to predict. Um, sure. But I guess, you know, we talk about clinical presentation with most of these people. Yeah, like it's going to dive into that. So what do you all see when, uh, when somebody yeah. comes in with this? What's the what's the pattern that you usually see? Yeah, I for me, I feel I feel like a lot of like end range hip flexion, um, internal rotation is super super painful. But I also think a lot of those tests to rule in like the um, Faber fader, all those they're going to be super painful. Regard like. I don't People feel still like they use give those nowadays. So? So it's like it's like Hawkins <laughs> Kennedy, right? Everybody, everybody, Hawkins Kennedy, you can hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Irritable, regardless. So exactly. you basically, put them in a jujitsu joint hold, right? <laughs> joint lock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But a lot of that is what I like. Every all of those motions and range is yeah. painful. Um, I, this is four or five years ago. Doctor Dumont, he's the he's the hip guy. In yeah, he's hip surgeon. People too, he sure. did a awesome presentation for PTs, and he talked about what he typically sees in his clinical exam and. Um, he went through a play-by-play with the surgery, too. And there's something that I think he does that's, that's different than some of the others. I guess we can maybe dive into that. But if I ever had that and I needed surgery, I'd probably go that's to him. But uh, I, 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 his own cluster that he sees was that people come in with a C sign. So yeah. that's basically where they kind of, like, if you like make, like, a C with your web space of your hand, they'll kind of put it right there on the side of the hips. Like, this is where I hurt. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always hurt there. A lot of times it can hurt more in the groin. But that is a common presentation. If it's super hot, super irritable, he's going to do the log roll test, right, where patients just laying on their backs, supine, legs are straight, and he's going to just gently internally rotate that head. So as you can imagine, like, turning your foot inward. And a lot of times that's going to provoke. It's going to pinch. It's going to reproduce their familiar pain. And then the, the fader test, I, it can be a good test because if, if, you, if you do it on the unaffected side, you and then you compare how sensitive it is on the affected side. Usually the affected side is going to hurt more, and they're probably going to be lacking internal rotation and have, like, a hip internal rotation deficit. As with that as well too and a lot of times when he sees those three things like, okay let's uh it's probably some fai let's image it yeah, decide image what the next step is going to be that kind of thing so yeah, yeah. for sure um yeah we, we've had recent uh i feel like actually from him lately uh, a couple of repairs come through uh, that have had that done and done done super super well uh after that labor repair too um and you know the in terms of the rehab following that post-op for a little bit you know it's it's not exactly a quick process, you know, right after it. Um, there's there's some limitations in what you can do. Um, you're kind of protecting that labor repair, but uh, ultimately, like, uh, we've been lucky to have people that have gotten back to competitive running from it, that are getting back to competitive CrossFit following mm-hmm. it, too. So it's not like a, you know, a death sentence either way, whether you think you can treat it, you, you find out you have uh, FAI. Like, you know, we've had a lot of people come through conservative management or surgical management and get back to those type of activities. Uh, but mm-hmm. you just, you know, I, I'm still a big believer even with this. Yes, we can't change the bony anatomy, but um, I, I really would want them to fail conservative care here because it that that surgery is a pretty aggressive surgery and when it's needed it's needed but um i don't know about y'all but i feel like we can make a ton of progress conservatively oftentimes and avoid it and so i think sometimes they're getting cut off maybe a little too early i've heard of um but uh that's just that's just my two cents yeah and that's what research says too i feel like conservative does pretty well yeah 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 and just so just you know a couple tips like things that work most of the time not all the time 
usually do what you can to restore their hip internal rotation, throw hands on, do some moves, whatever yeah. you like to do. I like posterior, like yep. posterior glide type work, trying to loosen up the like posterior capsule potentially. I like the mulligans. Yeah, yeah. Belt out with the, the lateral. Right yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, load the psoas. You know, do some psoas marches, real basic stuff. It, um, if they're in the CrossFit lifting world, do the do the squat continuum, something like a cyclist squat into a front squat, into a goblet squat, into a back squat to kind of, kind of yep. get them back up to speed, kind of do that continuum. And chances are they're probably going to get some improvement along Yeah, yeah. So if people are trying to, what, we're, what he's implying with that one to, to elaborate on it is you're trying to limit the the degree of hip flexion needed within with each <coughs> squat pattern and you're slowly progressing back into more and more hip flexion. So that cyclist squat with those heels elevated puts them so up. A lot of times like if they, you know, they squat, they're a crossfitter and they have lifters or they don't have lifters, it's like they're going to feel better a lot of times than lifters. So I'm just having them do all their squats and lifters for a little bit mm-hmm. and then you're going to slowly progress them back into more of a, a back squat or a squat without the heels elevated when they will have a bigger hip demand uh, and that hopefully will coincide where you're maybe improving the motion through some of these manual things or loading it in a certain way and then that squat continuum progresses once you have that new motion you're trying to now look into it yeah so. We should probably do a whole episode on this one day. Yeah, for UK, yeah, okay. it's, it's fun. I actually really enjoy treating hip, yeah. hips, like a hip impingement. I think, yeah. And, but, and I didn't finish that thought about why I like Dr. Dumont. Yeah. So the reason why I like Dr. Dumont is because he has a lot of wisdom. What is wisdom? Yeah. Wisdom is a social audio app that allows open access to mentorship. <laughs> wisdom is also a pragmatic solution to monetize your expertise while doing good by helping people. <laughs> So what I need you all to do is download the Wisdom app in your app store. It's free. The link's in the show notes. And be sure to give me a follow at BVPT. That's also in the show notes. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go live. I'm going to do it live next Wednesday, December 22nd from 1 to 2 p.m. Wisdom. Conversations that matter. That was the best segue so, we have ever so, had on right, show. So, all right. So he showed us, he showed us a... a play-by-play of him doing a labor repair and also basically shaving down the bone of the bump, the cam lesion. And really simple, but according to him, he takes the time to shave it down in layers. He starts really small, takes it through some movements and tests. If he doesn't get all of it, does another layer, just takes his time. He's not rushing that thing because what will happen is if you do too much, you're basically going to create a crater in that bone and you get an osteochondral defect. And I imagine that's going to cause a whole host of issues there. Yeah, so yeah. Um, maybe maybe there's other surgeons that do it that way, but I know he does because he literally showed us a video. So... Um, no, it's patients do well too. So. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. yeah, we we have we do get from we get we get patient referrals from a lot yeah. of different surgeons, right. right? And you see you see the good, you see the not so good, you see the ones that have great mm-hmm. outcomes, you mm-hmm. see the ones that don't, and sometimes you see some trends where certain right. physicians their patients tend to do a little better, yep. and certain yep. physicians they don't, and and so you know the monster. If I have to have a hip thing, that's who I'm going to for sure. So right. that's yeah, cool. All right, all right, y'all ready to move on to number two? Number two. All right, number two. PSIS pain causes slash differentials. Boom. What could cause pain at the PSIS? Tavi, you just took the licensure exam. What is the PSIS? <laughs> What's the PSIS? The posterior superior iliac spine. Sweet. Boom. Oh, where is that? Is that like is that is that like on your on your spine? Is it on your pelvis? Is it on your ankle? It's uh it's like near the back, I think. <laughs> it's like totally on the back side. Near the spine a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, little dimples, the bumps yeah. on the back. Yeah, they're yeah. dimples of what? It's a Greek word, right? It's one of the uh, Greek philosophers. Dimples of Aphrodite. It's not Aphrodite. Yeah, Aphrodite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aristotle, Scott, Socrates. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, I'm yeah, about? Yeah, got somebody. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what he's talking about. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, <laughs> so if you culture, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know who Jackson Pollock was. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> still don't. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> um, so, all right, it, it's if you, all right, I think listeners we can all find this. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you if you put you. your hands behind your back or your lower back fingertips, maybe find where your your belt line is roughly mm-hmm. around roughly there. About your yeah, belt line. you're gonna feel two bumps there. One on each side. Yep. And and if you look at somebody, you will see two little dimples. That's your PSIS. And so, mm-hmm. I guess the listener is asking about when people come in and they have pain mm-hmm. in that area. What are causes for? What are some differentials? Mm-hmm. So, any initial right. thoughts on that? Well, it's where everybody goes, right? Everybody goes boom. SI joints cause of everything. Right. Mutations. If you, if you look hard enough and like feel it. You'll feel it moving out of place too when they move. <laughs> sarcasm. Move. Hashtag sarcasm. Hashtag sarcasm. Yeah. 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 Wait, the my counternutation is not causing all my issues. Uh. But but actually, if you if you are going by that, and if you have a good PT, they'll put it back in place. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's also. Yeah. Yeah. Crack, crack. With, with, some, with some Reiki, but if you actually look at that Lazlet article where you're supposed to be palpating the spot, it's not actually on the PS. No, it's, it's the Ford's area. Ford's three yeah. by ten centimeters. What, what uh, medial and medial and uh, inferior. Total inferior. Couple, uh, yeah, inferior or distal. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I, 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 we see this quite a bit. And, we do. People and, get a lot of pain here. And sometimes it can be isolated. It's like, and, and I think one thing that <clears throat> is important to realize with the PSS, it's a pretty big structure. So what you're feeling with your fingers, it actually is more broad than that. I, I, you know, think think like uh, I, I don't know if your generation knows what these are, but there's these coins called half dollars. They're like fifty cents a piece. They're about this big, Ancient. but it can be yeah, it can Ancient. be about that big. Yeah, and and so it's pretty broad. <laughs> so just because it might not be like painful on that spot, you know, feel around it and it could still be the PSIS, but. A lot of times when people come in with that, it's, you know, I think about what's going on with that being sort of a junctional zone, kind of, you know, junctional where your, where your lumbar spine meets your pelvis. And so think about their activities, just like anybody else. I tend to see this a lot with the CrossFit population, something going on with the way that they're deadlift and the way that they're squatting. They might be slamming into like an anterior pelvic tilt, like arching their back and uh, earmuffs like like the stripper pose is what I call that um, mm-hmm. layman's term and um, that does create some shearing force and sometimes that spot gets irritated and so as far as treatment goes I, I, I love to needle the crap out of that mm-hmm. like I could literally just you like right take on, peck six, on the bone six needles kind of, yeah, right peck on. it twist it you usually go pretty deep too it's like 50-60 millimeters if they got a lot of muscle mass back there throw some stem on it for a while uh, chat with them just shoot the breeze a little bit and then you know it's just like anything else like whatever movement patterns you see that are correlating with that are provoking it you might need to put some work into it yeah, yeah. and so yeah that's kind of my initial thought there yeah. what else have we got for sure I, I want to make sure y'all get talked to but for yeah. me number one too is I want to clear clear the lumbar spine too obviously mm-hmm. you want to make sure that there's not something that's kind of referring maybe to that area oh, yeah. so that's kind of like step number one for me it's like alright it's probably not the SI joint at least initially unless it does again pains a little bit more maybe that foreign area and then you start going through your clusters, but at least my hypothesis list upon uh, the subjective part, SI is probably not my number one unless there's been trauma or some other reason to think it. Um, I don't know how many SI joint cases you've had, Brandon, but I can count on one hand the number of ones I feel like SI joint was actually a symptom generator. Uh, when you do get them, though, yo, like, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, but. Yeah. We, we recently had a person hobbling in here and mm-hmm. walked out, like, just like, oh, I feel great, 100% better. Person, those, are yeah. rare, those are rare. Those yeah, are for sure. Rare. I feel like it's it's not that. So, like, that's where everybody wants to join, but that's not high on my hypothesis list. My hypothesis list, I, like, where I'm starting is I'm clearing that one more spine first. Um, uh, but, yeah, I'll let, I'll let you three talk about it a little bit. Thomas, you want to dive into this a little bit? Yeah, I think it's always important to be um, very 
you know, instinctive, intuitive with what you're palpating and clearing out any of those cousins to the area. So you want to rule out the gluteal tendinopathies. You want to rule out the lumbar spine, like Josh was saying. Um, and then just being really careful with your palpation. Maybe there's a proximal hamstring strain issue going on and referring pain. So you just got to be really careful. And as always, you know, trust, trust what your fingers are telling you. Um, constantly reassessing, is that reproducing the pain you're here to see me for? Or is that something else? And if I am eliciting that pain, is it traveling anywhere? And I think that'll uh, steer you in the right direction in most cases. I like that terminology, cousins, cousins. Cousin. Yes, yes, that's a good. I'm gonna steal they that. They can folk. Yeah, consider it stolen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything? All right. Anything, Tommy? Anything more you want to talk? PSIS pain. The only other thing is, um, I've had some people like with hypermobility or a little bit of laxity that'll have pain there. Um, but then, yeah, treatment-wise, it's just like y'all said. Just get them as strong. Get them strong. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. There's we, no such thing as hypermobility. It's just weakness, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> just not strong enough to hold it in place. <laughs> That's what, so, so my lack of mobility brand, you're saying, in certain areas, I'm just too strong. Too strong. <laughs> too jacked. Yeah. You're just too strong. No such thing. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. You ready to move on? I'm ready. All right. Question number three. How can I be as cool of a PT as Mara? Boom. Step one, get an accent. Boom. Step that two, is, if yeah. you don't have an accent, make one up, like Brian Kelly. Hashtag Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly. New, new head coach at LSU, all of a sudden he said, I'm here with my family. Yeah, he, family. Got, he, dropped, he got a southern accent yeah, real with, quick. His <laughs> gator tail and his crawfish. Yeah. And where's he from originally? Uh, he, uh, I, he was, I don't know if he's from Michigan, but I know his coaching career began in Michigan, and they went Cincinnati, then Notre Dame, and then LSU. So he'd been yeah. in the North for a while. That, so so uh, fake accents are a sign of midlife crisis, by the way. It goes along with the sports car and the second third wife that sort of thing too but yeah I'll digress <laughs> uh, alright so wait, wait what's anyway, the question so, so yeah I don't know I uh, gotta I gotta improve my tennis game I guess yeah that would be probably step number one oh, gotta be able to dominate game. on the court gotta dominate on the court uh, Mara won't play me by the way I just want the world to know that I have offered to play Mara multiple <laughs> times and she has declined out of fear I don't like playing people that are not as Good. <laughs> why, why is that? Why is that? What happens when it's all fun for me? It's just aces, right? Aces, aces right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, Mara wouldn't crush all of us. But uh, I don't know, Mara. What's the key? What's the secret? Hit us. I I don't know because I'm just me. I don't know. Y'all should know. Be yourself. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I, I have no, it's hard to be me, so I don't know if y'all can do that. <laughs> I do think we have a pretty team, team pretty of some pretty cool PTs. Everybody's kind of got a little thing. I mean, yeah. Thomas is is famous in the running community here, running you know half marathons and a banana. Yeah, suit. you've seen the banana I mean, guy. Yeah. The banana guy at races that's like that. That is Dr. D over here, <laughs> and, and so that's awesome. And Tavi, I hope you never change, Tavi, because your first message in our our company wide <laughs> group thing <laughs> right <laughs> after we announced what. Welcome, Tommy. It's a shot at Caroline. Caroline goes, I was like, I never, just never changed. Just stay you, Tommy. Just stay you. Did not score any points that day. Oh, man. We got some pretty cool peeps, Brandon. Yeah, but yeah, we do. In all all seriousness, we were talking about that where we're like, what, nine days removed from Christmas. Mara is killing it with the treats from the patients. Oh, That's, my gosh. Seriously, I'll, I'll always say this time of year, like the holidays, you can always tell who the best PTs are by the amount of treats that they get, right? So it doesn't matter how yeah, much of a nerd you are, how many credentials you got. My people. Right? You, know, you get them treats, you know you're doing a good job. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? They're bribing my people to bring more. Yeah, like, I'll actually give it to them the time before so they can bring it the next time. <laughs> just that way I can try to out-treat Mara. You share. I shared most of that stuff. Yeah. You didn't share the wine, though. Well, that one <laughs> <laughs> Mara, Mara, I got to know. Are you 
you mentioning treats in your initial evaluation? Is that part of the I, I know that's the key, Thomas. That's what she's doing. She's she's throwing out there that that like you know everybody else gets treats, and you know it's just so great when people bring treats. And you, she's just putting it in. She's putting well, the thought the virus in their head. Yeah, she's leaving. Yeah, uh-huh. I object. That's 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 that. That's what that folder is of those outcome measures, right? It's like it's like you added some extra questions in there on the Modi. Yeah, what what do you prefer? Cookies, fruit, goods. Yeah. It's actually she added it to her. We get those, those folders for new patients. She okay. added to her bio. So they know what to bring her. Really appreciates when. That's okay. Yeah, that's actually. Actually. we'll start putting like some Easter egg, like secret things in there. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. See who notices. Yeah. Oh right. man. All right. So Mars, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, I guess if the question was how can we be cooler than Mars, it would be be Brandon. Next question. <laughs> How do you create? Oh, we gotta get we gotta get serious. Oh no, we gotta get serious. <laughs> How do you create patient buy-in when there's a little motivation? That's from Caleb. That's from our boy Caleb. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Ooh, so million dollar all right. question. Right it's there. a good question. You you did episode Kelsey on this a while back, right? Yeah. Building rapport. Yeah, that was wow. that was yeah, my wife. Yeah, I was on the podcast at one oh, point. This, we did this, that. This is how my mind works. This is how my mind works. We did that. First thing when I see this though, when if a therapist is maybe putting out a statement, let's say complaining that this patient's not motivated, blah, blah, blah. I always like to try to put that back on the therapist. It's Heck like, yeah. are you projecting? What could you do better in order mm-hmm. to get that buy-in? Are you meeting the patient where they're at? So on and so forth. Demonstrating so, the value of it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that's the first thing I would do. I would put it back on yourself and see what could you be doing better to get that patient motivated, right? And of course, yeah, everybody's different walks through the door. We, we talked about that yesterday with the guest we had about the mm-hmm. bony stress injuries too. But people are in different places, you know, with the way the world is right now, all crazy. People are just like yeah. in a heightened sense of stress for multiple reasons, that kind of stuff too. So um, it's our job to make sure that we're looking at the whole person and not just the musculoskeletal system, even though we call ourselves musculoskeletal experts and realize all these things we talk about all the time, lifestyle factors, right? Your, mm-hmm. your sleep, your nutrition, your stress, all that kind of stuff. Um, and sometimes just having conversations, right? You yeah. know, I, so I don't know any, any, any initial thoughts with that. Yeah, goals, I think, is a big one. Like, their personal goals, not, like, our PT goals. Um, and then relating everything back to that, that's a big one that yeah. I like to use. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Figure, it's, and, figure out what makes them tick. And then, like, you know? if, if so that's that's a big thing, right? You know, what are your goals that we're going to work for? But then you can you can pull, peel back the layers and let's talk about the behaviors. Are the patient's right. behaviors matching those goals? Right. And, and if not, then how do we goals. how do we make that happen, right? So um, there's... A lot of layers that you have to peel back and work on along the way. A lot of steps. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it can't be overstated how many people out there, um, whether it be with their physicians, um, other physical therapists, how many people have had negative uh, interactions with other healthcare providers. So I think it's always important to screen. Uh, have you been to physical therapy before? How did it go for you? What worked well? What didn't? And then you best believe I'm going to be trying what worked well, and I'm going to be steering pretty clear what didn't. Or if I need to get to what didn't, I'm being strategic and I'm slowly introducing this thing. So um, that I know that this has been some of the bottom in the past, but I'm, I'm really focused on explaining, like Mara was saying, why does this thing you don't enjoy get you to those goals and what success looks like at the end? And I think that's, that's something that can't be underestimated. It's huge. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Can you relate it back to, uh, you know, what their ultimate goal, like what they're trying to get out of PT? And, and, you know, if you, if you can do that, a lot of times it's, it's simply, 
you know, if it's somebody, one of our older patients, and they're struggling mm-hmm. to pick up their grandkids, and I'm going to, you know, it, because of low back pain, and we recognize, oh, they need to get stronger. Deadlifts need to make them stronger. This person's maybe apprehensive or doesn't like to pick up weights. It's relating back. It's like, hey, I know you told me <clears throat> little Johnny weighs about 25 pounds now. I started to get big. So I want to start working up to something close mm-hmm. to that so you feel confident. With it. It's just relating it back to yeah. their why, what yeah. makes them tick. And if you can do that, you can create that, that buy-in a little bit because now there's the – there's that understanding of why and like what this is going to allow me to do in the future. So I think you're exactly right with that, Thomas, of like clear, like figuring out kind of what, what they, what, especially they've had before, what's gone well, what hasn't gone well too. And that's you. Sweet. And then I guess to bring it back around, if you're seeing a pattern with this and you feel like a lot of your patients aren't motivated, Maybe you're not motivated. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. They, they, that's you know, the that's big thing. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that has to be. I think of it as like you're not this. seeing the right PT. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> hey, that's the next PT with the whiteboard. Boom. Yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, for real. And I know I, I, it's. It, I've probably said this before, but it's like it, when I was when I was coaching CrossFit. This is the the mindset I tried to take, and now I try to take it here too because it works. Because we're one on one for an hour in the CrossFit class for an hour. It's like that needs to be the best hour of that person's day is mm-hmm. what I have to try to focus it on. So like Preach. it doesn't matter yeah. how bad I feel that day. We were in, we were hurting Monday morning. I, know <laughs> I, was, I did not want to be on my feet walking around and like I just wanted to be literally laying in bed and not moving. But that doesn't matter. That person that's there Monday morning doesn't give two shits about how I'm feeling. Right. Yeah. Like well they they might because they're a nice person, but like I can't you know it's it, that's not important at yeah. that point in time. So it's like that has to be the best hour of their day. So if that means you gotta fake it till you make yeah. it sometimes or you're stressed about something, you can't let that creep into your performance yeah. and, and how you deal with it. Like that has you have to still be present and and you know in that hour, in that mm-hmm. visit. Um, so it's like you gotta look at that's how I try to look at every patient visit. It's like that's gotta be the best hour of that person's day. I want them to be you know, not that PT always has to be quote unquote fun. It's got to be hard sometimes too. But like, they're gonna, it's they're gonna leave knowing that they got a lot out of it, and that mm-hmm. I was there for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and I so, think yeah. we do a good job about at least like the energy we have too. Like <laughs> the shit talking that we have. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think like Mars is savage, by the way. Yeah. I just want to there. I think energy does transfer, and I think we all have like good energy. And it's, it's contagious. Like, even if I'm having a day where I'm not feeling it, you're probably, like, feeling pretty good. So then... <laughs> you're <laughs> faking it most of the time. Yeah, yeah fake it till so you like, make it. So there a lot right now. Yeah. It, yeah. That's why God gave us coffee. That, amen. Dude. I feel like my blood is not red anymore. It's yeah. brown from the uh, coffee consumption. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Love it. That was that was great. Mm-hmm. All right. Good, good question, Caleb. All right. So uh, we got to have a little context. This next question. So these were submitted... I think it was the day after the Gamecocks beat Auburn, right? So yeah, next question: Go Cox? Question mark, exclamation mark. So we're uh, we're six and six, and now we just had signing day. So we got signing yeah, day. Bowl. Yeah, um, not the real Carolina. Yeah. No. Yeah. See, Tommy knows. Yeah. This is a bunch the of the real Carolina. Yeah. is the University of North Carolina. Well, all right, Mar- yeah. all right. I'll put we're, we're recording. This is going to get broadcast to the tens of listeners that we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, listeners that we're going to. We might need to make a better. In the yeah. bowl game, our Carolina versus your Carolina. How many burpees? Yeah, what you got? What you got? Well, how confident are you? A marathon. 
Oh, we're gonna write another one? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Josh isn't confident. You see, no, that's not fair because you would run it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we need, yeah, something we both don't want to do. So yeah, so Clemson's falling apart. All the coaches <laughs> have left. Can we check the scoreboard? Of Dabo's just a cheerleader. Brent Venables was did the. Did you guys score Brent, any Brent, Brent and Tony was reason. Yeah. 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 Still have yeah. DJ, so we still have a chance. Zero? Was that? Are we falling apart? Or? The Exodus is real. The yeah. Exodus. Yeah. The AD left. Yeah. I mean. Cool. I mean, even All if we recruits? fall apart. You guys are still, like, down there, but it's okay. No, yeah. If he had to ask, a, a, he put Gokox question mark, right? Not, ex- <laughs> not exclamation point, right? So even he's unsure whether or not he should be rooting for Carolina. Yeah. Oh, no, signing day has been very good to us this week. Yeah, uh, yeah. Spencer Rattler coming in, cautiously optimistic. Absolutely. I mean, it's been very good. I hear us. he's a character. I want to get him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hear he's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah. we had some good signing day. I mean, uh, some people peak, 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 peak in high school. Like, I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna I, was gonna say. Say. Yeah. I think I peaked in high school. I'm yep. sure some of those recruits <laughs> did the same. Jeez. <laughs> like, you're part of the Vertex team now. Your your peak is... is Oh, yeah. It's my peak. That's good. Yeah, go Cox, baby. We're we're still all in. We're still we're still there. I like this last one. All right, last question. Burpees are getting a lot of hate on the internet lately. What's up with that? Burpees are great. I have all my patients. Yeah, almost all my patients burpees. No matter the age. Yeah. So so there's there are different forms. So I think one thing we got to recognize is on the internet. You can be a five six man or a six five woman, right? You can talk a bunch of trash. That's what gets ratings. That's what gets clicks, likes, all that kind of stuff too. Um, but I would just say, if you think about it in its most simplest form, if you have the ability to get yourself up and down from the ground and you maintain that, you're going to be, especially if you're in that geriatric population, you're going to be miles ahead of your colleagues and your counterparts, right? Because think about it, right? When you lose that ability, that's your independence, right? That's yeah. what gets people, unfortunately, you know, in a nursing home situation, some type of assisted living. And if you've been, a lot of times, it's, if you lose that, it's really hard, if ever, to get it back to. Yeah. Right. So, uh, super important. So, you know, I think, Mara, we should break that down a little bit more, right? So, we're talking about how you get everybody to do burpees. So, yeah. you know, we think about burpees, prayer, well, everybody thinks about like, <laughs> thinks about like a boot camp or a CrossFit style where you're doing basically a grass roll up, down, squeeze you can. Mm-hmm. But what it would be like the other end of the spectrum for that? Yeah. Um, well, I, so if you have someone that, um, can't get down on the floor yet or you know it's an elder patient um you can modify that to have them on a box so get down on a box or hands on a box step back come up um and then you can progress that lower 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 each time to where they eventually can get up and down from the floor um so that's one way i like to do it just to get patients transferring floor to stand um and then another one is um the modified version doing it as part of like an endurance because you get the heart rate going so that's um, mm-hmm. My other way, I like to use it. Cool. Any other thoughts about that at all? Who who is who is hating on burpees? By the way, people who don't like the position that the people like the, like the cross the burpee of like worming it basically. Okay. Where you're like hopping down, hopping up, and you're getting a lot of. Uh, like extension through the spine as you're going down and coming up and then as you hop back up you're in a lot of you know flexion overall it's people who are worried about that which yep. is so funny to me it's like you're you're but you're doing all the other movements yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like man uh, what does Mitch, Mitch always say Mitch Babcock always say it's like people you know 7 out of 10 people aren't dying from you know chronic you know, mechanical musculoskeletal pain. It's you know, seven out of ten people are dying from you know chronic metabolic diseases. Yeah. And it's like you know, if somebody's fitnessing and doing burpees and you don't like their technique there, 
okay. You know, I'm like, it's, it's like, let's look at the bigger picture. Yeah. Here. Mm-hmm. That's a slippery slope too. Once you start demonizing movements and exercises, I oh, mean, what do you draw the line? Me, man. Right? Yeah. And well, and then it's like, I love what you were talking about. Like, you know, everybody needs a, a version of this in some way. It's like, it can be super slow and start with like a, getting into a good split squat position, you know, getting down just to getting to a knee to the floor first and then getting both knees on the floor and then transferring onto all fours, you know, into quadruped position and then getting down to the chest. It can be a slow, slow thing like that. Yeah. I actually love to include the jump with my elderly people too because we forget, you know, keeping as much bone mineral density as possible, like impact helps with that. Mm-hmm. So if they can jump a little bit, a little hop and doing that kind of thing, you're just trying to keep their bones strong there. There's mm-hmm. nothing... There, I, don't, I, I don't love the demonization of any movement, but particularly a burpee, it's like what's more functional than getting down and getting yeah. back up? Yeah, and it's yeah. funny you say that because I think a lot of the elder patients actually don't mind them. It's a lot of like the younger people. Yeah, exactly. Why do you do this? Because it's seen as like almost as a punishment. Yeah, you know? what you do. Oh, that's a good burpees. point. The way it's framed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah actually, actually, like elder people don't know, so they mm-hmm. just not. Like, that is a good point. Yeah, I do, th- I do think there's some yeah. coaches that use sprints and burpees as punishment too. So yeah, sure, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. can suck it up, right? <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, how it, it's the other the other other aspect of it too is as you mentioned the the metabolic component of it or the conditioning component of it too it's like there's it's it's a movement that because you're changing positions and going from more of an upright to a prone position and back to upright it, you're, you're going to have the ability to get their heart rate up without having mm-hmm. to use a lot of equipment and and it's a, a wonderful way to introduce maybe a little bit more of that that stimulus into your your treatment session because mm-hmm. it's you know not everything has to be super slow great time and retention that's got to roll too but sometimes you need people to move a little quicker you want their heart rate up like if we're trying to really focus on the whole person you know it's a great way to start increasing a, a little bit more of their fitness in another mm-hmm. way too yeah so, I, I love it and then you can also give i know i'm going on a tangent but you can make the burpee part of it the push apart strict if you're trying to improve upper body pushing yeah. strength for so many it doesn't you don't have to do just flop on the ground and flop back up and it, it, you can do be controlled with yeah. it too i, I think I've, this is, i'm glad we talked about this because it sounds like the real world doesn't care. It's just the internet, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. isn't that the way it is most of the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah. So, Thomas, I know you got a patient rolling, right? You're, you're, you're busy, yeah. right? So we probably need to wind this thing down. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we conclude? Any hope, hopes, goals, dreams, any rumors you want to start? Rumors? I gave you a chance last time, Tavi. A rumor? Yeah, you want yeah. to start a rumor? No. Mm-hmm. All right. This is great. All right, listen. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I heard they had to Photoshop Amy's arms to make them smaller to fit them on the board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, wasn't, that was not supposed to get out. That is neither confirm nor deny these rumors. Um, that's, that's, that's my answer yeah, for everything. I can either confirm muscles. or deny. Uh, arms by Amy. Hashtag arms by Amy. Yeah, those billboards came out great. They did. Uh, yeah, and what are they showing on there? Chainless plug, pelvic health PT, and also we're going to start going to people's houses. Yep, exactly. That's so cool, too. So yeah. Amy's so Sydney, Sydney, uh, yeah, my class, Sydney, uh, is now going to people's houses. Mm-hmm. That's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be so great to, mm-hmm. to get to people even earlier post-op, or mm-hmm. if they have some concerns regarding COVID or or transportation issues, whatever it is, we can go to them now. That's mm-hmm. going to be super cool. Absolutely, yeah. So but, love it. All right, so y'all keep these questions coming. This is great. This gives us a lot of material too. So so I think we got an FAI episode in our future coming up. I think we have to. I think um, we do. All right, so if you hadn't already, smash that like button, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review. This is a Better Faster Podcast. We're out.
This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.